You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico. Welcome to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Grammatico, your franchise guide. And today we have a very special guest. Today we are talking with Natalie Sisson. I'm really excited to be speaking with Natalie, learning a little bit more about what she's up to. Uh, Natalie, welcome to the Franchise Freedom Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Very excited as well. well. I wanted to give just your your bio before we get started here. Uh, We show here that you are actually in New Zealand, which which is great. So this is our our first international uh, (laughs) podcast. So uh, yeah, that's that's our first. So there's always always a first. So I thank you for that. Very cool. (laughs) Um, So you are a New Zealand entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, host of the Untapped podcast, and a triathlete. Uh, very passionate about helping women leverage their unique set of skills, knowledge, and experience to get paid to the theme and make an impact from anywhere simply by being them. So um, really cool. Very excited to have you on. And uh, I always like to kick it off with uh, just giving the audience uh, you know, y- your background. Uh, how did you get into the, to the business that you're in now? And, and what does that journey look like? Yeah, I'd love to because like anything, journeys are not a straight line, are they? And I think that's what makes life so interesting is the tapestry of experiences you gain as you go. Um, But to keep the story a little bit shorter and give some context, I had a pretty successful corporate career actually um, right up until around 2008 when I was actually by that stage in London, UK in this really amazing role on paper and earning decent money and feeling really miserable, as I'm sure some people may be listening to here, or maybe your circumstances have changed dramatically recently. But um, I made this decision in the moment to not feel that miserable and that tied up in a bureaucratic um, office politic type of situation and actually do something about it. And I had actually just co-invested in a house in London. I had all my friends there. I had my ultimate Frisbee community. I had this supposedly great job on paper and I just realized, wait a minute, there's got to be something more to life than this. Um, I felt like I was not free at all. I felt like I didn't have any ability to make an impact in, in the company that I was working for. And so I bought a one-way ticket to Vancouver, Canada and figured that I would, I don't know why I just chose Canada because I was going there to play world championship ultimate frisbee which does exist and it's huge in the US and also at the same time just have a fresh start and I was really fortunate to hustle and go to a lot of networking events and meet my business partner and we co-founded a tech company actually which still exists to this day and they have done an amazing job of continuing to grow and pivot and it was a Facebook um, application back then that allowed you to make donations or payments which was well before people were even doing anything related to spending on Facebook And it was right during the recession. As people have pointed out to me recently, I didn't even think about it. To me, it was just all new, hustle like crazy, get the startup off the ground. And during that time, I started blogging because I was really fascinated in the experience I was having. It was my first foray into entrepreneurship. I was learning a ton. I was in a male-dominated tech world. Um, I was struggling to meet other female founders and learn from, you know, both men and women. And I just, such a fascinating journey. And I was learning at such a fast rate that I basically charted that on my blog and suddenly this blog kind of took off slowly but surely I wouldn't say suddenly with a lot of work my business partner said to me at the time Nat you seem to be really good at this and you seem to love it maybe you should consider like leaving not that he wanted to lose me but leaving and doing this because you're really passionate about it and so it was a huge move at that time to make about a year and a half into our journey but I'm super glad that he pointed it out and that I took the leap once again to leave 
something that was going pretty well but was hard work and start again. So straight forward to now that blog turned into um, a multiple six-figure online education business. I've created digital products and courses and tools. I've run retreats and workshops. Um, I've got two best-selling books. I have a podcast just like you. I love podcasts. Um, been paid to speak around the world and it's all come from essentially being myself and understanding how my skills and experience can help other people and then monetizing that into services, products and offers that are already useful and valuable to other people. Um, and I, it sounds nuts when I say it like that, but that is literally what it's been. So turning up and getting paid to be you. Wow, that that that's pretty amazing. That's definitely an, an impressive bio and an impressive background there. So uh, very very impressed. I, I I also took the the big leap from corporate corporate America into owning a business, but uh, that's all within the same state. Uh, you know, ba- bouncing around country to country, continent to continent. That's a that's a huge deal. So I applaud you for that. Um, Thank you. You know, you you, you had mentioned. You know, so the, the common theme is is technology. Um, you had mentioned and blogging <laughs> the podcast, so and, and monetizing your, your skills. So, can you can you talk a little bit more about that, uh, just for the audience listening in? Uh, we ha- we have quite a few corporate executives. Um, we talk about the various skill sets people have and 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 how to take advantage of them. But how do you, what do you, what do you mean by monetizing your your skills? Yeah, it's a term that I think for some people is a little bit can be a little bit confronting, but because it sounds quite salesy, but essentially it is how do you take the sweet spot, which is not a term that is mine to own, but I use it a lot so that the intersection between what you're good at or love, um, what you sorry, what you're good at or great at, what you enjoy doing or love doing, what people will pay you for, and the fourth aspect to that is what's meaningful to you. How do you combine all those things? And often that is actually just as simple as taking a piece of paper and writing the answers up to that. There often becomes sort of a trend or a pattern that you can see that comes out of that that makes sense as a way of offering up service or um, some way of being able to consult, coach, as I said, paid for you, done for you services, products, courses that would make a difference in other people's lives and that would actually pay you pretty well. And what I like to sort of say is that what you're essentially doing is you don't have to be an expert in any of these areas, but you have to be a couple of steps ahead of the people that you're wanting to work with or who want to learn from you. And I call that being a leading learner. And to me, it just puts it in so much more perspective than I hate the terms guru, actually, and I really don't even sometimes like expert, which might sound strange to people on here, because I think it takes, you know, years and years and years of experience and true diligence and learning the craft and mastering the craft of what you're doing. And right now, with the future of work being right here, right now, we need to learn skills very quickly. We need to apply them very quickly. And there's no better way to do that than to be a leading learner and consistently learning and upskilling and bringing people along with you who are a couple of steps behind, but want to know what you know and be able to do what you do. Right. Now that's, that, that's great. So, you know, just to kind of follow up on that, you know, we're, we're going through some, uh, some crazy times for, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, with uh, the coronavirus, uh, we uh, most countries are at lockdown, so a lot of people are taking advantage of this uh, or taking advantage of the opportunity of being able to work from home. And we were yes. talking about that right right before the, uh, the the show here today. But you know, taking a look and a lot going on. But just if you can maybe talk a little bit about just kind of staying on course. There's there's definitely opportunity. Mm-hmm. 
there's definitely opportunity to, uh, to, to pivot and maybe change up your product offering or service, but, you know, kind of overall staying with, with the plan that, that plan should not mm-hmm. change unless it's something, you know, obviously drastic and, and, and in a business that you can't, uh, continue to, to, to move forward with. But if you could just talk about, and maybe tie in the online business and, and then in this type of environment. Yeah, I'd love to because I think I've even fallen victim to this in the last couple of weeks um, is this reacting rather than necessarily thinking about, okay, what did I have in the plan? What did I have in the pipeline that I wanted to implement in 2020? And how has that changed with this pandemic? But what doesn't need to change? What have I been doing well? What's still working that I can keep? So I think what I was really looking at was I was looking at all these ways that I could step up and serve my community right now. I could put out offers that would really, really help and I could pull them together on the fly. I know what I'm doing. I know how I can teach. And then I realized, hang on a minute, that's actually not the target audience that I'm wanting to serve. Um, It's not staying true to the course of my mission that I had for this year, which is still completely on track for me at least. Um, And also it felt very reactive rather than well thought out. And I think there's a time to seize opportunities and jump on them. Don't get me wrong. And I've I've launched two things in the last couple of weeks to help people. But I felt like I was actually getting into a bit of a spiral and I'm seeing other people, they're dropping everything and they're throwing kind of, they're just throwing everything away that they do super well and trying to react and capitalize on this opportunity, hopefully to help people, but also for some people who are just wanting to make some money because they're feeling the desperation of their situation. And I think it's a dangerous place to be in um, if you're chucking away everything that you usually do super well and not looking at the sort of the plan and the foundations that you had in place. So I think it's important, yes, to look at the opportunities and pivot as quickly as you can and put out the right offers or opportunities or services or products that are going to bring you an income and help others. But I also just don't think that we should be reacting um, and throwing away all the good things that we built up and all the foundation and credibility. So I'm seeing people discount like crazy, um, which I don't necessarily agree with during this time. You can add value in different ways to discounting. You can make payment plans go out and extend. You can offer lighter versions of your products or services that aren't the full investment if you're consulting, you know, you can look at different options that suit people right now. But I think it's really good to be mindful that what we do in this very moment is going to set us up for the future for for good or for bad and just being really cognizant of what you do well and staying true to that right now. Yes. Yeah. I could not, could not agree with you more. And I've been seeing quite a bit of that as well. So I de- definitely agree there. Ch- changing gears just a, a little bit. Uh, going back to when you first started, you you had worked. You had mentioned you had a corporate career. So you know, I, I always ask this question of, of all my guests, and basically that question is: What are the challenges that that people face when they when they transition uh, from that corporate job to to a new career? And uh, what is your number one piece of advice to them? Oh, great question. I think there's a lot of challenges. For me, the biggest was realizing that I was now my own boss of my time, both personally and professionally, that I had to set the agenda for how I wanted to show up each day, that there was no sort of nine to five. And ironically, I think as an entrepreneur now, I appreciate the schedule and routine of of setting your own hours. It's actually really important. Um, So for me, it was about setting boundaries, about choosing the hours that I wanted to work, how I wanted to work, when I wanted to work and on what. And I think when you're in a nine to five, a lot of that's kind of 
built in, right? Even if you don't like it, it feels very constrained at the time. Over the years, I've learned that true freedom comes from discipline and boundaries and constraints. And they are a good thing sometimes if they allow you to focus, um, squeeze your work into a certain amount of time and allow you to prioritize what's important. So that took me a little while to get around because initially I was like, woohoo, freedom. And then I suddenly realized I was working all the time every day because when you love doing something, you can, and I'm sure you've done it as well. Mm -hmm. You can work on it all the time. And I lost the balance and the freedom in my life that I really craved. The other thing is that sense of camaraderie that you get with your peers and your coworkers at work. Um, And so I think it's really important as an entrepreneur to surround yourself early on with mentors and peers so that you still have those sounding boards to be able to get advice and wisdom in those times when you're doubting everything, when you're struggling to be able to turn to people who know what you're going through. Because the biggest thing I realize is that my friends who were in jobs suddenly couldn't relate to where I was at in my life. Like, you know, they didn't know what it was like to run a business. They didn't understand. They thought it was cool, but they, they couldn't really relate on what I was going through. So I think those are two pretty foundational things is to actually keep a sense of routine and structure um, similar to what you would in a job, but obviously choose the hours and the way in which you do that. Set up your right working environment. For me, I was working all over the world. So it was sometimes cafes or hotels or Airbnbs, but I always made a ritual of when I worked and what projects I worked on and the setup that I had. And then surround yourself with the people who are going to be able to support you and understand what you're going through and have the experience that you can turn to when you need it most. Right. No, I, I, that's great. As far and we kind of touch on this, but what what's the most exciting thing right now in, in your world in your business that you would like to to let the audience know? Um, just some opportunities that you see, uh, and then followed by you know what it, what are the best ways uh, if someone has uh, any specific questions or would like to get a hold of you? How, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah. So I think there's. Um, just so many interesting opportunities coming out right now. For sure, we discussed before we jumped on this interview that there are industries that are falling over right now. There are businesses that are closing down and it's scary and it's tragic in so many ways. But out of that, I do think new businesses that are popping up, new industries that will emerge from this that right. some of us couldn't have even imagined. And it's it may seem hard to sort of see that right now, but the entrepreneurs I think are super well placed and visionaries are super well placed to actually be part of that to be part of that change and to make those opportunities happen and I have many many clients within my business whose industries or or businesses have literally just folded but they showed real resilience and innovation and going okay this no longer exists like I've had to shut this down I've had to lay off staff but what can I do right now that can bring in money that can help me get paid to be me and also help other people. And it's through sometimes that pivoting that people have realized that opportunity has been there the whole time, but they wouldn't have taken it if they weren't forced to. Um, And out of that, it's going to be a longer, harder slog, but also it's setting them up for the future where they're bringing on different ways to get paid, different revenue streams that they're bringing in. And the biggest thing that I've seen come out of this is that I've always been quite fortunate to have built multiple revenue streams into my business. So even now I'm fortunately in a really, really great place because I feel more than ever what I do and what I teach and how I help people is needed. Um, But also none of those revenue streams, if one of them fell over, I'm not suffering completely. My business doesn't fold. And I think this crisis in general has seen a lot of people realize how exposed they've been. So the biggest thing for me is for your listeners is to look at different ways that you can earn revenue from different multiple streams and not be just reliant on one. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's going to come out of this. Plus that self-reliance on 
monetizing yourself and being able to figure out ways to share your knowledge and experience through products, services, offerings, courses, um, all my favorite things that allow you to get paid to be you. So I just think it's it's looking at the opportunities right now and also setting yourself up for future foundations that are going to serve you really well so that you're not in this situation again. Yeah. And, and we talk, and that's, you know, we, in the financial world, we talk about investment diversification and, and it's the same, same is true in the business world. And, uh, relating it back to, to some of the franchise companies we work with, uh, they all, they are also doing the exact same thing. They're, they're not one product or service shops. Uh, they, they offer and, and are constantly adding various, uh, services, various products, because, Obviously, things change. Uh, things are certain things okay. are seasonal. Obviously, with what's going on, so um, definitely want to uh, diversify uh, as as much as possible. So, if someone um, wanted to get a hold of you, ask a question, uh, you know, first off, how how can they get a hold of you? And and secondly, what what is? Can you walk us through a new client reaching out to you? What what does that that process look like? Oh, that's a good question. So, um, first off, I'd love for them to come to nataliesisson.com. Hopefully, you'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but you can pretty much find me by Googling Natalie Sisson. I come up for all my, um, all the places online, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Um, the way that most people sort of come to me is actually by initially joining my community. So I have a really great um, guide on my site called Get Paid to Be You. It's both an audio and a workbook that will take you through some of what I talked about earlier. And I think it would be really relevant right now if people wanted to go through it. It shouldn't take very long at all. And then from there, I have a number of sort of offerings and ways for people to work with me, um, including one of my courses, which is called Launch Your Damn Course, which has been super successful because it's actually more than just about launching a minimum viable course. It's about understanding your sweet spot, who your ideal avatar is, who you want to work with, um, how to get in front of them, what do they need right now, building your email list, your community, which is super important to build that CRM of clients, and then being able to put an offer and pre-launch it to them and have them sign up and buy it before it's even out there, which I think is something that a lot more businesses could could use, which is understanding their market and putting something out, testing it, getting it validated before they go into the huge creation of putting it together. So that's just one example of how I can work with people. And I do have a membership as well, which includes coaching and training. So I kind of put offers out that relate to where my audience is at and meeting them where they're at. Um, but I do specialize in like, as I said, probably seeing the potential and opportunity in people's lives and businesses, and then being able to fine tune that into a plan of action that they can actually implement. Right. And, and it's, and it's my understanding. So your, your work, you uh, have clients all over the, uh, all over the world then, correct? I do. Yeah. They come to me all through the blog and through the podcast and then they often join my email list and then they'll, you know, they'll lead themselves on the sales funnel journey that is best for them and kind of get to the right offer that makes sense for where they're at. That's great. Well, listen, uh, Natalie, uh, very, very excited. Uh, this makes the, uh, the podcast, the, uh, international <laughs> after, uh, after, after the recording today. So I, I thank you for that, but, uh, very helpful. I, I, you know, I hope, I hope the, uh, listeners got a lot out of this. Uh, nataliesisson.com. We will put all that information. We'll put the URL, uh, all in the show notes to, as well as the, the transcript of the, um, of the call. Uh, Natalie, once again, I wanted to thank you for your time and, uh, hope to, uh, hope to talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I know I might be a little bit of an unusual guest for your listeners, but hopefully they've taken some insights for themselves today that have been really valuable. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. 
One, subscribe to the podcast to hear inspiring stories and actionable tips from career transition and franchising experts and corporate refugees who jumped into successful franchising on the Franchise Freedom Podcast at ggthefranchiseguide.com slash podcast. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom, How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. Three, want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject, and he'll send you all the details.